Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tudor Gander Pod. We do have a special guest for this one. Sheldon Massey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cryptic Commander. We are your hosts. I'm John Nose. And I'm Matthew Provence. And we have a special guest with us today. Matt, you want to introduce him? Yeah, we've got MTG Peddler here. How about you go ahead and say hi? Hey, everyone. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you here, man. I'm excited. I'm ready to roll right into it, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so uh, page one. NRG. So that's N like Nancy, R like Rain, and G like Gumball. NRG stands for Nerd Rage Games, and apparently Magic the Gathering Online has a tournament that's coming up. And if you want to know more about it, you can go to nerdragegaming.com. That's nerdragegaming, one word, dot com for more info. First yeah. time, First time hearing about that one, Matt. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly never heard of Nerd Rage Gaming before, but it sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be looking into that as soon as I get done with the podcast. Commander Legends? Am I saying this right? Yeah, Commander Legends. Uh, There's some pretty exciting stuff coming up in Commander Legends. Um, You know, there's never been anything revolving around Commander before that had to do with the draft, right? Mm -hmm. And so now we're getting these new packs coming in, and I'm pretty excited. They released a new type of foiling which I believe they're calling etched foiling. Uh, am I correct on that, DG Butler? Yes, you are correct. They are calling it etched foiling. It's going to be so cool to draft this set, man. That's the part I'm looking forward to is drafting the set because I like Commander. This is my first time getting into Commander. I love the Sweet. fact that it's Commander, uh, the year of Commander, it's called. I love that fact. I've got my Hippo Hug deck raring to go. Haven't even played one game with it yet, you know. Uh, test, <laughs> tested it out kind of a deal, you know. But um, I still want I still want to uh, pimp it out and you know get to this whole self expression thing, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm super stoked also to uh, to go out and do this Commander Legends uh, draft where you pull out two cards at a time, apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you, you're going to get some cards and go home with and pimp out your own Commander deck if you don't have some of these. I mean, reprints. Hello. I know I'm super excited. I mean. I'm really excited to see all the new blue stuff coming in because as I've mentioned many times on the podcast before, I am a highly competitive blue player, which many people hate me for that, but it's all right. Like I have my CEDH Urza deck, uh, and you know I just that's just how I roll. And to, to me, it's actually really exciting to have this product because I have zero experience with Commander. I, I don't play Constructor. Really? I only play yeah, I only play Limited. So it's really oh. really kind of cool to kind of dip your feet into the commander experience without committing yourself to a deck. So I think the product's great for people like me. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that that's a great point. I think so too, because I want to go out to the local game store more and more and more. I'm over, I'm over here at home playing Magic the Gathering Arena and to get over to a local game store and do this draft in, a, in a, an environment like that, you know, where it's safe and sanitized, this is what I'm looking forward to because I'm really heavily want to get into commander i don't know about you guys i just really want to get into this commander thing i really do for me if it's a product and it's draftable i'm there <laughs> like i am there i love drafting yeah i think honestly drafting is probably one of my weakest points but with this commander drafting coming up commander being one of my you know strongest sides of magic i'm very excited for this 
I'm going to dive headfirst and be as competitive as I possibly can, you know, win. <laughs> Commander Collection Green coming out December 4th. And I know a friend of mine would be really happy to hear that they're going to reprint an alternative artwork on Seedborn News. Do you, any, do you have any thoughts and opinions on any of these other cards in that set? Um, I mean, I haven't really looked at it too much yet, but the Seedborn Muse, having another arc for it is going to be pretty awesome, um, especially since it's been such a widely played card. Just in green, uh, I don't play green as much, so I can't say too much, but it is a fantastic card that's constantly played in the meta. I mean, the quality of reprints, too, that they're putting in this set is, is really, really good. It's very, very strong. I mean, you have Worldly Tutor, Sylvan Library, you have Omnath, Soul Ring. It's like, who wouldn't want this? I don't yeah. even know what the price point is on this, but it's like, I, I, I want this. Yes. Exactly. I mean, the, just looking at that Soul Ring alone, the artwork on that, um, just you can tell that they've put so much effort into getting this awesome artwork and having this theme going here. Um um, I'm pretty excited for this. I hope I'll be able to buy this when it comes out. It's, uh, it's interesting that you brought up the artwork too, because they made yeah. Soul Ring, even though it's an artifact, they made it look green. You know what? It yeah. looks like a green card. I thought that was so cool. Even though it's colorless, it looks green. It's yeah. really, really thoughtful. Exactly. No, I love it. Yeah, they, they got alternative artwork on Sylvian Library in that, in that set. It kind of reminds you of the uh, spell books in a way. I'm also looking forward to yeah. another Soul Ring. I have a soul ring in my commander deck that I've talked about, the hippo hug deck. But yeah. another soul ring is going to get me in the mood to make another commander deck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to actually get in my first foil soul ring, so I'm pretty excited for that. I'm, I'm trying to foil my CDH Urza deck. Well, they, they did Very say cool. that they're going to have a regular version and a foil version. And I think Sweet. only the WPN stores will have uh, access to the non-foil versions yeah moving on to a topic last week we talked about the banner restriction list the announcement was yes and you you nailed up the day <laughs> you nailed it and the, and the guests we had on last week nailed it too over at um yeah help me out here cash and dash uh, collectors of the coast yeah cash and dash yeah they, they even nailed it too so there yeah. you go guys you know nailing the nailing the card they're going to ban and restrict old Field of the Dead. You know, I, 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 I'm blind to that. I didn't know what they are going to ban, really. I've been trying to pay attention to Standard more often now um, and Historic, I guess, because that was a Historic ban, right? Just more at the arena sort of area. And Field of the Dead was just something that was extremely overpowered in a lot of land decks, and it needed to go. And I'm glad it, I'm glad it was banned. Yeah, this card predates me. I mean, even though it's M20, I've only been back to the game for about a year, so I didn't really have a chance to experience it too, too much. But You're I looking. mean, yeah, yeah. But from, re <laughs> like, from reading the card and understanding what it does, I, I understand the banning of it. Yeah. Peddler, that's a good thing you would bring up because the listeners out there that don't know you are the first time hearing about you. You got into Magic when? Oh, I'm 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 an old school guy. I originally got into the game in 1994 as a 13-year-old kid. And I, I wish I could tell you I still had all my old cards. I do not. They're all lost to history. And then I played um, from 94. I remember buying Revised, and I believe Antiquities and stuff like that. And I played up until Homelands. Um, and then I discovered Girls, and I left the game for a while. I think I think many of us do. <laughs> and then I rediscovered the game. Oh, I don't remember the year. It's probably 2007 or 2008. Um, Lorwyn was the block that was current. 
And yeah. me and my buddy were just like looking at, we saw magic cards at a comic book shop. And we're like, wow, this game is still around. And we're like, oh, wow, there's tournaments. We should get back into this. This is amazing. And so we did. And I played up through Rise of the Eldrazi when I went to college. And now I just was cleaning out my uh, basement and I found an old binder and I found probably like a dozen of the fetch lands. So I was like, oh, I wonder if these are worth anything. I'm like, oh, yes, they are. And that, that drove me back in again. So now I'm back and I came back um, right before Theros Beyond Death came out is when I got back in the game this last time. Oh, nice. So that's a little bit of my magical history. Oh, nice. No, I think a lot of people can probably even relate to you too. You know, when you come back into the game and all of a sudden there's a thing called Planeswalkers and you have to learn they take damage, but they get redirect damage and <laughs> you can attack them with creatures and then certain things can block and you, you, you understand, right? Oh, and if I remember right, I believe the Lorwyn block was the first block with Planeswalkers. That is correct. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So, so it was, it was still kind of new to everyone at that point in the game, but still to me, it was like, oh my God, look how powerful these cards are. Yes. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. We talked about it on the podcast. Power creep is a thing. And Matt, I also want to talk about, we have merchandise for the podcast too. And we're excited. We're excited to announce that we've got yeah. dice bags hoodies, and t-shirts. First, I want to talk about these dice bags. I've got a gift in the mail today. I'll rub my hands together. Here, matter of fact, I got a dice bag right here. It says the Cryptic Commander, and on the other side, it says John with a D20 etched into it. It's really nice, man. It's bigger than what I thought it was going to be. It's really durable, so I'm probably sure the listeners can hear that. Yeah. I bought one too, actually. Uh, she sent me one too. It has the same thing with Matt with an HD20, and this is the Cryptic Commander. So this weekend, and today on this recording is 828, right? Today's 828? 829th. Oh, okay. So on this recording, 829, August the 29th, you got a code TCC20, which I guess stands for the Cryptic Commander, is the code that our listeners can get 20% off the dice bags this weekend only if they go over to her website, which the easiest way I found out, Matt, was zibbet.com. That's Z-I-B-B-E-T.com. And then there's a link on the top mm -hmm. where it says you go to Marketplace. So you jump to that real quick. And then type her name in, which is A-A-R-T-O-P-I-A, Artopia, with two A's. And, yeah, there they are right there, the Cryptic Commander dice bags. And this weekend, which is today and tomorrow, until midnight tomorrow, our listeners can get 20% off those dice bags with your name on them. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. And then we're going to work that's on the awesome. – Yeah, we're going to work on the hoodies and the uh, T-shirts in the next couple of days. So by the next podcast, we should have more info about the hoodies and the T-shirts. I think you're a close friend to to her too, aren't you? Yeah, no, um, you know, I've known her for a while. And I asked her if uh, she wanted to do some dice bags for us, and she was all for it. So now we uh, got a partnership with her going, and it's been pretty awesome working with her. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I love her work. Now that I have it in my hands, it's really, it's it's good quality put together. It's got the black thing on top where I can squeeze it and release it, and it's just flawless. It's almost better than one of those dice bags you can get at a local game store. You know, I'm sad yeah. to say, but this is really high quality, too. I love it. I love it. It fits all my dice. It fits all my dice, and I've got room to put more dice in there. I thought about putting <laughs> my... <laughs> oh, my God. You guys go check it out, though. 
And like I said, just go over to zibit.com and type in A-A-R-T-O-P-I-A. And there, and there she is in the marketplace. You'll see the Cryptic Commander dice bags and a bunch of her stuff that she does too. And I know, I know she, does, she does great art. Great art. There's a rumor I want to go ahead and lay to rest. They're talking about Zendikar being triple printed, having three times the print run. That's the word out on the street coming from the East Coast and the West Coast. Now, me, I'm here in the Midwest, but the rumor's going around. And I just want to lay this to rest, guys, that there, was, there wasn't anything like this going on. There's a company out there called ACD. It kind of sounds like the rock and roll band, uh, ACDC. <laughs> but the company's called ACD Distributing. Wizard of the Coast cut them out of the, the game. And they lost the ability to sell magic. And there, there might seem like, you know, an overflood of product and merchandise at your local game store or even here and there. But what's really going on is when you knock out one distributor, the other distributors pick up that extra slack. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yep. So I kind of wanted to lay that that rumor to rest. Moving over to page eight here, Peddler. Do you want to you want to let the people know because I I love watching your YouTube shows. So. Oh, thank you so much, man. Absolutely. You want to let the listeners know how to get a hold of you and what you're doing and. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, what you can do is just log into YouTube and search me up. It's uh, MTG Peddler, and basically what I do is I do primarily box openings. Um, I do any, I do any kind of magical news that's, that's relevant. Like I'll be covering Zendikar rising spoilers, uh, starting Tuesday, actually, it's already the first, how about that? We're already yeah. at Zendikar spoilers. Unbelievable. And I do a ton of giveaways and stuff like that. I actually have a current giveaway going on for specifically for Zendikar rising. Cause right now I am just shy of 300 subscribers. So I'm still a very, very small channel and just for Zendikar coming out, I'm giving away a bundle to, to one of my subscribers. And nice. if we can hit, yeah, oh yeah. I, I love giving stuff away. It makes me happy. It makes me really <laughs> happy. And if I can hit 500 subscribers before Zendikar comes out, I'm going to not only give away a bundle, I'm going to give away a full booster box, a draft booster box of Zendikar Rising. Nice. And and if we can hit 750, and, and I know we can do it, because I, I did a VIP giveaway for a D, uh, Double Masters, and I had 100 subscribers overnight, so I know I can hit 750. If we hit 750, I will also give away a full collector's box of Zendikar Rising. So it would be three prizes if we hit 750. Oh, wow. So I'm really excited about that. So I'm, I'm hoping we can get there. And I also have a Facebook uh, page. Just search me up on Facebook. It's just MTG Peddler. I'm the only thing that, come, that comes up if you search it. So I'm very, very accessible. And, and like I said, since I'm such a small channel, I still individually answer each comment. I'm... I'm I interact with a lot of my subscribers on Facebook through email. Just I, I love talking to people. I love talking magic, and this is just a great kind of like avenue for me to do that. So it's a lot of fun. It's it's really casual. It's a positive place. Yeah. I, I love doing it. I, I really love doing it. Okay, I got some cards that need some attention here. We're going to start with Mox Diamond. If you guys didn't know, that it's up to six hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. It's up. 14.28%, which is an all-time high. And um, Final Fortune is at $10.38, which is up 73.29%, which is also at an all-time high. 
on the other side of the spectrum, Tafiri Time Traveler is going down to $12.49, which, by the way, is a record low, and it's still going down hard. Fabled Passage is at $6.72, which also is a record low, continuing to bottom out. I know they have a reprint in the 21, but Noble High Arc, $25 even. Record low, and it's still going down. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on those, but... Yeah, they're uh, just the massive amount of VIP openings that occurred. And then with Mox Diamond, I think that also has to do a pattern with Guy's Cradle. Is the older cards that have been highly used in Commander and were, you know, somewhat expensive in the first place are just going to continue to rise, even though the magic market right now is trending at a downward pace. It's just because of... Uh, the small amount of stuff that was printed back then versus the large amount of stuff that's being printed now. Matt, Wizards of the Coast keep it on pushing the more VIP products, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. to me, that, that downward trend has not at all had any correlation with the reserve list. So the reserve list has continued yeah. to climb and climb through yeah. all of this. Like, uh, I believe dual land, uh, revised dual lands are at all-time highs right now. Uh, it, all it's of unbelievable. Them but one. All of them but one. All of them but one. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Yeah, and, and I and I, lo- I I would love to know have an explanation as to why there's so much buying activity when you're at a historic high. You you don't buy at historic highs. That's when you sell. Well, it's, it's, it's very interesting to me. Well, I think there's a lot to go with what's going on. I mean, there was a stimulus package, and what does a stimulus package do? It stimulates the economy. You know, I think that has some play to going on. Also, you got people like me who just recently got their job back. You know, and Hey, honey, I'm sorry, but I'm going out and spending 100 bucks on magic cards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. That's, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. You know? I mean, I can look at two things, too. I can go buy a box for 100 bucks, or I can go buy a single for 75 bucks and pimp out my commander deck. You know? I mean, whatever I want to do, though, it's, it's something that I feel that I earned and I did for myself. I mean, everybody's got their opinions, you know? Yeah. But... I, I, I would want to buy I would want to buy one of these um seedborn muses just on its own merit. So, you know, even going out and getting that collection for how much they want to charge for it, forty, sixty dollars. I'm game, you know. Where do you want my where do you want me to put my card? <laughs> take my card. <laughs> where do I swipe? Yeah, where do I swipe? Can you take PayPal or Venmo? Yeah. I'm not sure what a Squarespace is, but do you accept it? <laughs> All right. Um but yeah, that's the market watch for this week. And then we also want to go over to uh, Matt. You've got some information on a Mark Rosewater treat, uh, tweet. Uh, treat. <laughs> you've got I some- mean, I guess you could say it's a treat. Yeah. What, yeah. So what, what do you got? Mark Rosewater um, has tweeted some quote unquote spoilers about the Zendikar Rising set. Um, so there's only two cards specifically i know that have actually been spoiled but i'm not going to go over those two i'm going to go over some abilities and some mechanics that mark rosewater are saying that a lot of these cards are going to contain and then i want to shoot these off of you guys and see what you think so the first one is a white creature that can make an opponent lose the game simply by attacking them no matter how much life they have fair i love the idea white's been yeah underlooked for so many years what does white do yeah why you know why don't i want to use a white deck by itself well you kind of want to do blue and white yeah you know 
yeah, I automatically think of Felidar Sovereign with if you have the 40 life um, at the beginning of your turn, you win the game. And that's the only other, really other white creature I can think of that wins the game on its own or white card isn't in Fel general. Isn't Felidar Guardian uh, banned in modern? Uh, not about Guardian. I'm talking about Sovereign. Oh, Sovereign. I okay, I am so sorry. Go ahead. It, it, it's, it's funny, Max. I had the same exact feeling about that card. When I when I when I when I saw that tweet also about the uh, the win the game automatically and also wasn't Sovereign in the either Alara block or the Zendikar block? He, yeah, it was in Battle for Zendikar, um, I believe. Yeah, Battle for Zendikar, um, and was it? I believe it was also in the original Zendikar. Yeah, so it, it does yep. fit the theme. Yeah, it exactly fits the theme. So maybe we're gonna get another Cat Beast that wins the game. Uh, and so then next we have a multicolor creature that lets you repeatedly reanimate permanents out of your opponent's graveyard for no mana. So it, there's going to be recursion. And so to me, it sounds like dredge. Hmm. A multicolor creature and it lets you reanimate for no mana. To me, it sounds something like dredge. What do you guys think? Well, for me, there would have to be a downside for such a, like such a strong Obviously. ability. Maybe like, um, like losing... X life or X is the uh, re resurrected creatures casting call something. It would have to be a steep price if you're not paying mana. Exactly. And then there's three creatures with five creature types. So each of these three creatures have five separate creature types. How are they fitting that on the card? <laughs> I that's that was honestly the first thing I thought of. So they're either reducing the text size or they're not very big creature types. And then we have an artifact granting plus two plus two to a subset of creatures that first appeared in alpha. And I was doing some research and I couldn't, for the life of me, couldn't figure out uh, what creature that could be. Um, I'm, I'm praying for a tog. Bring a tog back. Oh, that would be awesome. A tog. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a yeah. long time. Oh, I love that card. Yeah. And then X being used for a variable it's never been used for before. I, this one has me thinking really hard because I really have no idea where that could be. Uh, but I'm pretty excited to see an X in a place where it's never been before, you know? Another way to sink mana. Uh, then we got a 6-6 six, six artifact creature that costs 3 mana and a 7-5 artifact creature that can cost 3. Uh, that's interesting wording where it says it can cost 3. Uh, seems like they're just trying to put out more cheap artifact creatures. And then they're bringing back four mana symbols that have each only ever been used on two cards before. Uh, do you guys have any idea what those two cards are? I have none. Okay. I have um, no idea. I think it's in the wording. Can you can you reread that? Because I think it's really in the wording on that. The return of four mana symbols that have each only ever been used on two cards before. Okay, so think about this. Think about this for a second. Remember the split costs? Like, um, yeah. Um, Reaper King? Yeah. How yeah, yeah the Lauren block. Now, hold on. Uh, that the was, yeah, that was from, yeah, that was from Shy. Well, it was also, it said, it said, or two. Remember? If you didn't have the black, you can pay two. If you didn't have the red, you can pay two. If you didn't have the white, you oh, can the pay Phyrexian two. mana? No. no. Yeah. That... No. You pay, no. You pay two life, right? No. No, 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 no. Two colorless. 
So look at Reaper oh, King. Oh, Go look oh. at Reaper King. Go look at Reaper King. This is what I'm telling you by, by looking to the letter of the law. Oh, not yeah. So that that is a specific, very specific type of hybrid mana. So uh, what what I'm trying to tell you, what I'm trying to tell you is if you look up the card Reaper King, okay, if you look at what Mark Rosewater is trying to hint to you, you don't want to really look at the word of the law. You want to look at the letter of the law. And what I think he's trying to hint toward is how many cards have had that printed on there. I'm just going to make a guess here. And I think Reaper King's one, and I don't know what the other one is. So I think that's, that's interesting. What, I'm, I think that's what he's talking about. And if, yeah, I'm looking at the card right now. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, Reaper King is a fantastic Yeah, card. yeah, yeah. So what if they do what if they do more cards with that and it's like, okay, this is the year of commander, let's go, baby. Are they, are some of these gonna be legendary? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what if they're just bringing back Reaper King? Uh, no, I think again you okay. gotta look at the word of the law and not the letter of the law. But go ahead, man. I okay. didn't want I didn't want to stop you there. Go ahead. Yeah, then, so we've got lands that come with a choice you've never had before. Now, this is something that's being talked about a lot. People are like, huh, mm -hmm. more dual lands. Uh, and one thing that was uh, talked about a lot on Reddit was cards that were flip cards that had a choice when it came in. So one side that was a plains and another side that was an island, per se. And you could choose which side it was when it came in. Now, that's purely speculation, uh, but... I think that's an exciting idea and something that I would love to see. What do you guys think? I, I would say that that really fits the theme of the wording yep. in the tweet. And I think yep. it's a really cool idea. I, I think that's really, really strong, especially when you um, combine it with like the, that. We, I believe we know that landfall is in this set too. Maybe it's a landfall ability. We can kind of flop back and forth. You know what I mean? That'd be so awesome. Now did they yeah. confirm landfall is going to be a thing? I believe they did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. I'm not sure if that's confirmed. I'm not sure if they confirmed land, Landfall. Um, I know Kicker is going to be on the Jace Planeswalker. I know Kicker is going to be there. That's correct. I know that's going to be there. Um, because it's one thing I don't want to talk about on the podcast is speculation. But right, right, right. I just want to let everybody know that there are mechanics and abilities that are come out in this that, you know, they're going to hype this, man. It's going to be a product. you got to remember what it is, though. It's a block set to help rotate out the new season. So you're going to lose some sets. This comes in. They want to hype it up. It's not Mystery Boosters. It's not Double Masters. It's not Commander Legends. It's not the other products that I've got notes here from tonight. You know, <laughs> this is yeah. <clears throat> this is a standard set. And how are you going to hype up a standard set? You know, either you're going to do a lot of power creep, which I don't see him doing. I mean, come on, you're gonna, you don't want to destroy standard. You know, let's, exactly. let's face it. You don't want to destroy standard. We just fixed it. We just fixed standard. <laughs> we do have a question coming in right now, too, that um from one of the Facebook groups. So I'm going to go ahead and run over here to this Facebook group here. Oh, here we go. Standard after the rotation, good or bad. I don't know how to answer that question because um we don't know all the cards that are coming out yet. Am I right? Well, I, I think they mean how how did the standard meta change, and w do we believe it was a good or bad change after oh, this last ban? No, no, no. Uh, no. Their, their, their question is uh, rotation, standard after rotation, good or bad. Oh, after rotation. Yeah, good or bad. Uh, I, mean, I can't I can't predict the future for cards I haven't seen yet. They've only spoiled two cards that I know of. Yeah, no, they only have the only two official spoiled cards. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the planes we work. have right here jace mirror mage yeah and nahiri heir of the ancients are the only ones that we have officially yeah those are the two cards that are spoiled right now that i know of yeah yep so i mean but again um with with going back to what you're saying though lands that have abilities that we've never seen before i think that the new lands they have that are coming out for that commander set that we just talked about previously here on tonight's podcast they have the uh if you were playing with partners i think that's a cool concept they have a name for those lands i forget what they're calling them group lands or something like that uh you know i i, I think they're really cool though i think they're going to have something along those lines the flip ability yeah the flip ability seems really cool i'm on facebook just like a lot of the young hipsters these days these kids <laughs> i'm on facebook <laughs> and i i see i see what everybody else is seeing i see the flip island and the flip planes I don't think that's it. I think whoever guessed that one right there needs to work on the re research and <laughs> research and development committee uh, R and D team. But um, yeah, that, that's a good idea. I don't think that's it. I don't. I don't yeah. have. I don't have an inside scoop on what it is, guys. But I don't think that's it. I I want it to be it. I think you do too. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing is, is that that person who leaked it yeah. also leaked the triumphs before, and we're absolutely correct about the triumphs. So scary. who knows? That's scary. I'd like to see what comes out of that. I'd be very pumped for flip dual lands. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't even replace original OG dual lands, though. You know? Oh no, not even close. Because you're you, you still only have that one option right there, and then you're wrong. you don't have. You're wrong. If they got landfall. Don't you want to return a land to your hand and put it back down for landfall? Yeah, but that requires using extra cards to do that same thing. That's fine. You know, it, if it goes with the synergy of your deck, I don't see that being a problem. Yeah, no, you're completely correct about that. It's just not the same as the original dual lands. Right. No, I agree there. I agree there. But it'd be a good cheaper alternative, though. Of course. Much, yeah, yeah, much, much cheaper alternative. <laughs> <laughs> Honey? I think I know what I'm buying this winter. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, anything else on that? Were there from uh, Morrow's tweet? Yeah, I, I yeah, think I, I think the best way to answer that question is time will definitely tell. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 let some of these spoilers come out mm -hmm. over the next week, and then I think we'll really get a, an idea of where standards heading. Is, yeah. is my exactly. opinion. I agree with you, Peddler. Yeah. I can't wait till the next podcast, and we're talking about one of them. You know. Yeah. No, I'll be very excited to talk about uh, the spoilers that are coming out this week and seeing all the new mechanics, if they're going to be spoiling the new mechanics, who knows. Mm -hmm. But uh, it also says that we're going to have a targeted enchantment removal in black. So that's something that I'm sure we've had before, but not very common. Well, let's go back to the, the first hint he dropped with this white creature that's going to be. Uh, the super mythic rare that we haven't even have a name for that mythic rare yet, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just, just kidding you guys. But I'm, what I'm saying is, um, if you're gonna have something like that, then of course you're gonna have to something have, <laughs> and it's opposite color to uh, be just as powerful, you know, balancing the set out, kind of like designing your own cube, you know, designing your own set. So I mean, why not have a enchantment removal in black, power creep? Exactly. You know. So yeah, we're going to get a red-white creature with a line of rules text that starts with whenever and ends with draw a card. Yeah, you know what it says in between that? Nope, it just says starts <laughs> with whenever and ends with draw a card. Uh, 
So whenever somebody does something, somebody draws a card. Or uh, whenever this creature enters the battlefield, you sacrifice two lands or you lose the game. And then what's, what does it end with? <laughs> draw a card. <laughs> draw a card. Okay. Well, that wouldn't, well, that wouldn't be whenever. Whenever is usually when something's already permanent on the battlefield. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, it's... Is you, you, okay, no, I don't want to speculate on that because I'm thinking, you got you got to you got to sacrifice two cards, but the, you got to discard your whole hand in the beginning of your turn. Draw a card, <laughs> you know something. They're bringing back another Rhystic study. No. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, what? Rhystic study? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was that the last? Uh, was that the last tweet he had, or no? There's there's one more. Uh, okay. We're gonna get a card with three different activated abilities that all copy something. So that's interesting. That reminds me of the old Oblivion Sour. What, yeah. Oblivion Stone or Oblivion Sour or something. Oblivion Sour. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Great card. Yeah. And there's some other random stuff that he tweeted, but I, you know, these are this is the meat of the Center Car Rising stuff coming out. This is the stuff that's super exciting. Uh, so you know, we'll see I what like, happens with all this stuff. I like how they put cards in standard. They give you many abilities of the powerful cards yeah. in the past. Like the Factor Fiction was a really good card back in the day, and then they had that one Jace Planeswalker that gave you the mini Factor Fiction. You know, so I like how they're doing that in standard. You know, moving on to page yeah. twelve, we got a question from our Facebook group. So that was a. That was a Facebook group that wasn't ours earlier, but this one's going to be a question from our Facebook group. Let me get over there to it. Emmanuel knows that this is a question that uh, starts arguments a lot. You're kidding me. Well, I, I hope it doesn't right here. Okay, here we go. Here we go, because I've got an answer for it right off the get-go. I don't know if you guys want me to wait, but I'm going to read the question. Do you think Magic the yeah. Gathering is truly competitive? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with both of you. I think it's very competitive. Um, I know that even if I sit down for what you would quote unquote call a casual game, I get pretty hyped and pretty pumped. My sweat glands start going. I want something to yeah, drink. I mean, in my standard experience from way back when, I have seen some jank decks be <laughs> tier one decks. It has yep. a lot to do with the pilot and not so much the plane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Infect was never supposed to be that good, but it became that good. I agree there, too. You know, a buddy of mine, I was going to go with blue-white control. Cawblade was a thing. I didn't do the Cawblade thing, but I was going to go with blue-white control. He's like, dude, why don't you take my um, Infect deck? I'm like, nah. Oh, yeah. I should have took that Infect deck. What was I thinking? Yep. What was I thinking? You know, not only that, but um, I don't know where we're going with this. Okay. And then, um, so the, I mean, I mean, is it a competitive? Yeah. When I get done listening to podcasts about Magic the Gathering, I kind of want to have that feeling of, man, I want to play a game, you know. Uh, when I when I get done playing Magic the Gathering Arena, I want to have that feeling of, man, I want to play a real game, you know. Um, when I when I get down and, and I listen to the podcast, watch YouTube people like Peddler, when I watch your stuff, it gets me amped to want to go to the local game store and buy Magic cards and see what I crack open or. What can I get? When to? I'm editing my stuff, I, I want to go out and buy more stuff. Yeah. I it's see the insane. Drive. I see the drive. I see the passion. You know, that's why I'm really, really super stoked that you're on the podcast with us. And oh, I appreciate it. Man. So to me, magic is really chess made out of cardboard. 
It, it's the yeah. perfect game. It requires so much thought. I'm sure we've all been there. Like if you're at a major tournament and you play nine rounds, you leave there exhausted because all you did was think for five hours. It's insane. It's so much fun. A buddy of mine. Yeah, no, it's very tiring. A buddy of mine has to constantly remind me that it's just expensive, pretty cardboard. And he's right. He's right. But man, don't we have that passion? Don't we have that drive? You know? Yeah, I mean, there's an entire community based around it. And we, many times we're able to come together and, you know, put our minds together and do great things, especially like organizing tournaments in local areas when we weren't able to before. And, you know, a lot of like art that's um, on the cards is submitted from a lot of the fans that later on become professional artists. Like I'm, my dad, my dad's a professional artist and I'm trying to get him to submit some art into there to get his, uh, to get some art on a card, you know pretty awesome moving on to another thing i want to let the listeners know if you've ever had a dream of working for wizards of the coast now's your opportunity they're looking out to the general public for a position called director of creator productions and if you want to know more i know they can go to wizards.com what do you think about that matt yeah no it's a very exciting opportunity for you know people that have had that experience in the past of uh, being able to manage and work with creative teams and not just the trading card industry alone, but in the video game industry, people that are really passionate about being able to help create something great um, and create great products to put out there that people see and open and use. I think, it, I think that's an awesome thing to happen. Well, I know you've always wanted to work for Wizards of the Coast. You're not going to leave me and become the director of creator productions over there, are you, buddy? Well, I don't know if they're they're going to hire a 19-year-old, but, I mean, if I was given an opportunity, I don't know if I could say no. You'd, you'd leave me? You'd leave me and the, the listeners? Well, no, I'd still come on on Saturdays. Don't worry. Okay. All right. See, he loves you guys. He loves you. I, 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 would, would, take you that job in a, I would take that job in a heartbeat. You kidding me? Watsy, if you're listening, I have a degree. I have a master's <laughs> in marketing. I'll send you my resume right now. Look at this. Guy. Do it. After the podcast, go put your resume in. Look at this. Guy. Oh, I will. Look at this, guys. Look at this. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. And then um, and then another topic, uh, last but not least, Spell Table has joined Wizards of the Coast. And for all of you that, get, that don't know Spell Table, if you've heard us talk about on the podcast about Command Fests online, those are the guys who run it. And they've actually partnered with Wizards of the Coast. Now, we don't know too much about it yet. But we do know that they partnered up. So that's going to be really exciting to talk about them more in the coming months. Uh, you want to go ahead and talk about the Facebook group more, Matt? Let them know that. Yeah, we can't. We really can't do this podcast without you guys. Uh, like, like John said, we have the Cryptic Commander Facebook group. We have the Cryptic Commander podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. And we have the Cryptic Commander YouTube channel. We're really trying to get that YouTube channel up and going uh currently at about 110 subscribers right john yeah so we're at 110 subscribers on youtube we're right around 130 in the facebook group so yeah the numbers are the numbers are you know to me a little bit off a little bit but we we've only get about 30 views a day on the youtube videos so we're trying to pump those numbers up yep and if you guys can help share 
or you know I'm not asking you to watch them 20 times a piece you know <laughs> I'm just <laughs> no 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 I don't know how we're gonna do it because you know I'm, I'm new to the whole YouTube thing I've been doing the podcast for a long time we've got good numbers on the podcast and we're being broadcast in 28 countries and there's so many listeners out there guys we can't do it without you if you want to reach out to us and have a segment on the podcast then let us know in the Facebook group the cryptic commander you want some yeah and we also have the cryptic commander pod at gmail.com uh, you can also reach out to us there yeah absolutely and is there anything else uh, you guys wanted to add to the podcast before we let the listeners go I just really wanted to thank you guys for having me on I mean me being a small channel it was just it was an honor to have anyone want me to come on and talk so I, I really appreciate the opportunity of course it was great to have you yeah man I love your stuff a lot of fun I love your stuff. A lot of fun. A lot one, of fun. One of my friends, I appreciate that, John. Yeah, Thank one, you. One of my friends reached out to me. Not a problem, man. One of my friends reached out to me, and he said, another Magic the Gathering content creator I didn't know nothing about? Oh, he's, <laughs> he's going over there and watching you, because he'd never heard of you. And it's like, yeah. Man. That's so cool. We were trying to bring the I'm not surprised together. he never heard of me. I, I'm, I'm not surprised he's never heard of me. Many many of the community has not, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. I, I, I would have as much fun doing my channel if there was 50 people watching me or if there was 50,000 people watching me. It is just that exactly. much fun to open cards for these guys. Yeah, I love it. I love that attitude, and that's one of the reasons why I couldn't wait to get you on this podcast. No, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. All right. Peddler and Matt, we're going to let the listeners go. And if you guys want to reach out to us, you know how to do that. Until next time, yep. keep spell swinging.